I'm me, you're you, and this is Wiggly's Book Club, episode 014. Welcome back to Wiggly's Book Club. Wiggly's Book Club is a fortnightly read brought to you live from Easton, Pennsylvania. Wiggly's Book Club is exclusive to the GiantMediaBall.com network. Check out the schedule at GiantMediaBall.com. Without further ado, let us now go down to Wiggly in Sloppy Joe's Bar for a reading of the 1977 A Golden Book All-Star Book Classic. Welcome back, Kata. Okay, let's see. All right, let's see. Oh, all right. I don't know how today's reading's gonna go. This is kind of weird. I've never read these books before. They were 59 cents, and I think they're pretty, they're definitely very long. A lot of words, but you might have think they were comic books because I actually picked them up on the comic stands and they used to have these spattered in. Today I'll be having some uh, Diet uh, Dr. Pepper here. Uh, maybe about a shot and a half of Captain Morgan's tattoo. And just a dash of the Mio Black Cherry uh, liquid shit that you put in water. You can put any cherry in there. Let me see. Now, this one's on the rocks. I got two two rocks in there. Mmm. Whew. I, must, I, put, I think I poured... It's pretty good. Uh, so, oh, you know what? And you can drink along. I'm going to put the recipes on there. No, I'm, I'm not going to put the recipes. I'm just going to put what I, what I have. Let's see if I have a beer in here. I've got some beers that aren't stink beers. Today I'll try the Occulto, which will go perfectly with my reading of Welcome Back, Carter. <laughs> Occulto, let's see, tequila, barrels, staves, staves, I don't know, blue, blue agave infused. It's always good to have the blue agave. You know, the red agave, no good. Blue agave, not bad. Red versus blue, friends. Red versus blue. Whatever happened to that? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Occulto. I like blonder beers, you know. That's why I like Estella. There ain't nothing as smooth as Stella, in my opinion. Don't ask me to tell you what the ass end of Stella is. Okay, this is a golden all-star book. This, these were the all-star versions of the golden books. I don't know what size these are. Maybe, maybe a piece of paper, eight and a half by eleven. A piece of paper. A paper paper's always same size, eight and a half by eleven. I guess they had a, um, a glossy, cardboardish uh, covers, and on the front it says "Welcome back, Kata," and it's fifty nine cent. This is number six four one nine, and you have a picture of the sweat hogs. Now. I don't know what kind of oh it's 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 just a it's just a rectangle with maybe uh, 20, 20 pixel uh, curves on the sides and then it has a picture of Mr. Carter he's like in a TV style rectangle going uh, portrait 
I mean, uh, landscape. Picture of the sweat hogs is portrait. And the sweat hogs are as follows, reading left to right in some type of circle. Oh, oh burp, by the way. Freddie Boom Boom Washington is there. I see uh, John Travolta, Epstein, and then on the low ass end on the bottom, Horshack. Ooh, ooh. And on the back, you got a big picture of Barbarino. I mean, it's big. And he looks stoned. Wow. Wow, look at him then and look at him now. Oh, I, I flipped through a little bit and I see the principal. Um, the dreamboat head poked out. Is she gone? Uh, Mr. Woodman, Mr. Woodman, that's right, that was the principal. Now, this has a couple, uh, you know, you could drink a lot. Anytime I say, uh, or, or stumble and go like that and make a blooper, you can take a, take a shot. You'll be lit up like I am. Author Arnold Dre, this is Welcome Back Cotta, you see, and Carter, and Cotter, on the inside, on this little word bubble balloony uh, circle thing, it's weird. It, the O is a heart, for some reason. And it's a comic style drawing. Uh, how am I doing on time? Am I recording? Yeah, 4.36. Thanks for it. You got a... Oh, my God. <laughs> Horshack looks uh, really weird. And Horshack, Epstein, Bob Arino, and... Boom Boom Washington and Mr. Cotta on the other side. They're looking at, I don't know if they're hamsters. I guess they're hamsters or gerbils. Or, they're giant gerbils, I think, even though they're supposed to be hamsters. Golden Books Western Publishing Company Incorporated, Racine, Wisconsin, 1977. Walper Organization, Inc. and the Comac Company, Inc. All rights reserved. Printed in USA. Golden 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 Press. USA Golden Golden Press. Interesting. It's sort of like the Canon Canon, except this one, they're both spelled the same. Golden Golden Press. And the Golden All-Star Book are trademarks of Western Publishing Company, Inc. This one is author... We're going to read the first story here, I guess, which is called Julie versus the Gerbils. Okay, the Gerbils, except they're huge. You definitely would not be able to stick these up your butt if that's your... Persuasion, which is horrible and ugly, and uh, yeah, I need a drink after that. Yeah, thinking about that, I don't even—I didn't think of it. Hopefully, thankfully, I just said it and thought of the saying. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Actually, no. But now, then I thought about it after I said I didn't think about it. Illustrations by Jack Sparling. The contents on page two: Julie, Julie versus the gerbils. 13, Kata's pet. Now, now, why? He has gerbils and then he's going to get a pet. Don't you think those gerbils are pets? What are they, food for his pet python he's going to get? And then uh, 22 is Dreamboat Woodman. Now, I'd rather skip the 22 Dreamboat Woodman, but um, yeah, yeah, sometimes you have to go out and, and buy these books and read them. I don't want to spoil the whole book for you. If I do that, then, uh, then it isn't Wiggly's Book Club. Ju Julie versus the Gerbils. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? That would be Julie versus the Gerbils. 
Oh my God, I might need, I might need my magnifying glass again. This, this microphone's in a weird place. All right. Holy Christ. I better take a little swig of a Colto here. Mm -hmm. No pipe or uh, cloves cigars today. There's a tide in the affairs of men. Cotta said, as he sat on the couch, correcting essays, which taken at the flood leads on to fortune. Shakespeare? Julie asked. She was squinting at a sketch of a Polynesian uh, ceremonial mask she was making for her graduate social studies course. Sweatog essays remind you <laughs> Sweat hog essays remind I can't wait till I do I already did kata But I uh, I didn't do it like him um, Sweat hog essays remind you of the immortal bard This one by Juan Epstein does Listen I love to raise animals I've got a gerbil family I've got a gerbil family That's just like my real one except they are not half Puerto Rican, half Jewish. Mama Gerbil is always worrying about a kid, and Papa Gerbil looks mostly like he's reading the papers, except when the kids act up, and then he swats them a couple of good swats. Swat! Run the S-pattern, swat. Which is just like my Papa, except when he swats me, I am practically always innocent, except sometimes when I ain't. That was my impression of Carter imitating imitating Epstein. What did he call him? What did he call himself? Because he he always mentioned that he was Puerto Rican and Jewish. Oh, man, I I can't remember now. You're probably all yelling at your television. Just one of those poetic phrases reminds you of Shakespeare. Julie puzzled. It's not the language I'm talking about, Carter said. Thank goodness, I thought I was developing a tin ear. It's Shakespeare's advice to grab opportunity at its crest. Epstein announces an interest in the development of the gerbil family structure. If I encourage that interest in animals, it may develop into a greater concern for humans. Carter, if you can get a sweat hog to display social responsibility... You could cop a Nobel Prize. Animals can work wonder on a young boy's heart. Also on the... Also on the... This is hard. Also, I wish I had color coding. Also on the family furniture, Julie said, blowing eraser crumbs from her sketch. Gerbils especially in building nests and sofas. Wait, who's saying this? Uh, oh yeah. Gerbils specialize in building nests and sofas. They also multiply faster than rabbits, and they look like rats. The last she said with a shudder. That is prejudice, Gabe snorted. Minks are rodents too, but no woman ever called her mink coat a rat. A rat fur. Uh, some other people did, I'm sure. And speaking of that, did I ever tell you about my cousin, the, milk, the mink cutter? He always talked about 
his family and the stories about his family because he was a habitual liar. Uh, yes, Julie lied. She's a liar too. Yes, Julie lied in an attempt to see if it would slow down, slow him down any. It didn't. His name was Sherwin, but the family called him Kata Kata. Julie winced. It's an improvement over Sherwin. It's an improvement over Sherwin, but just barely, she said. Anyway, Mrs. Anyway, Mrs. Cutter made mink coats. Anyway, Mrs. Cutter made mink coats that he made. Mrs. Cutter. Anyway, Mrs. Cutter was always griping that he made mink coats for everybody's wife except his own, day and night, till she drove him up the walls. Finally, he comes home when I say night, day. I got fifty-fifty. Comes home one night with a big box. Here's your mink, he says. I don't know who I'm in. It's supposed to be Carter. I don't know. Here's your mink, he says. She unwraps it in a she unwraps it in a wave of passion, and there it is. A gorgeous oh, he's still talking. A gorgeous and perfect in every way, in every detail, two inch mink coat. Wet in good health, he laughs nastily. She says nothing. Later at dinner, he sits down to a plate containing a pea-sized meatball and two strands of spaghetti. Eat hearty, she says. I'll bet he gave her a full-sized mink coat after that. Yes, Carter nodded. And she gave him king-size indigestion. Sometimes a, sometimes a trip there is better than the payoff. I don't think I ate dinner. A little bit of that. A little bit of this. This episode kind of sucks. 1310. Uh, it's, it's hard to read. That's the problem. And, and then next week I want to read another one by the same company. And Jesus, it, it, it wouldn't necessarily be hard to read as long as... It, wait, if I could position... If I had a head mic on, maybe that would do it. Oh my God, now I'm way too close. Um... The following morning, at Carter's, as Carter entered James Buchanan High School, a soft whistle on his lips. He was approached by Mr. Woodman's, whose lips were neither soft nor musical. They were white with anger. Carter, I have just passed your classroom where a blackboard eraser flew out, narrowly missing me. I expect you to discipline the sweat hogs for that. Certainly, Mr. Woodman, first thing. All right, Carter, shout it. He, Carter. All right. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Carter shouted, entering the hell hole. War is hell, friends. As the classroom was affectionately called, who threw that eraser that narrowly missed Mr. Woodman? There was a leader. Leader silence followed by a hand. Intensely rising. I know who it is. It, it was m m mistake. It was a m m mistake, sir. Horshack owned up to the indecisive hand, said. You bet I. W it was. You'll stay in. Oh Jesus Christ! Who is it? Uh. Oh yeah. Oh. You're probably as hammered as I am. You bet it was. You. You'll stay at. You'll stay an hour overtime. 
Carter said, drawing three concentric chalk circles on a blackboard. And you will practice throwing erasers at this target. I don't want to ever hear about you missing another golden opportunity like that. Barbarino slapped his thigh in loud appreciation of the joke. Beautiful, Professor, he howled. On second thought, on second thought, Gabe said, erasing the circles, you can stay after school too, Barbarino, and be Horshack's moving target. Shortly after that, Gabe caught himself repeatedly glancing at the class door. It took him a moment to realize why. Epstein was not there. Juan was always late, of course, but his tardiness had an impressive consistency to it. Can't set your watch by Epstein's. Uh, you can set your watch by Epstein's arrival, providing that you set it exactly 15 minutes following late bell. Precisely at that moment, Juan's head would squeeze through the narrow door opening, wearing an apologetic smile, and his hand would follow it, wearing a counterfeit note of excuses from his mother. It was now 20. It was now 23 minutes past the second bell, and still no Epstein. The scheme of consistency had been broken. Jesus, who was this written for? By the way, uh, the, the sweat hogs. You, you, you understand what the sweat hogs are supposed to be. They're supposed to be what we called speds, the special ed kids. Uh, it was not right for us to call them speds. I did not realize until maybe a few, you know what? I realized that it was it was a bad name because I didn't understand what it's. I didn't understand what it meant. I just thought that they were in a certain classroom and you called them speds. You know, I didn't know because some of them, uh, you know, looked like. I mean, if you look at Welcome Back Carter's classroom, I don't know. You got Bob Arino. You got everybody. You don't know that they're not. Uh, at the same level of reading or writing or scholastic, uh, you know, their their grade that they should be in because, yeah, they they talk stupid and slang, but they talk just as stupid and slang as anybody else in the in the school. So, uh, you know, whatever, like that. Okay, how am I doing on time? Seventeen thirty-seven. Let's see. I'm not going to finish this. I want to finish the first story. Holy mackerel. Oh, my goodness. Julie's all mad. Uh, 14. What? I think I said this goes to 22. Oh, no. It goes to uh, the end. It goes to the end. Oh, spoiler alert. The end. It goes to 12. Okay. Where am I? Let's see. Yeah, I know Epstein didn't come in. And... Uh, As Gabe removed Juan's uh, attendance card from the class plan and prepared to enter it absent, enter as an absent mark. This is hard. Did you know I'm dyslexic and blind and can't read? Uh, then also, uh, I'm, uh, I had a couple of these. Pardon me, I had a taste test, you know. Okay, so he's going to do an absent mark. The door sque squeaked open, the usual 12 to 14 inches, and Gabe found himself slightly re relieved. Slight <laughs> found himself sighing relievedly. 
Jesus. Come in, Epstein. You're just in time for lunch. He closed his eyes in an expression, expression of long-suffering and held out one hand. You may hand over your, late, your latest for... <laughs> Hope you're drinking along. Um, you may have... Where was I? You may hand over your latest forged note. But Mr. Carter... Please, Juan, let us not waste the entire class day on this, Carter said, eyes still closed, against cruel reality. Suddenly, Gabe felt a small, cold, rod-shaped piece of metal in his hand. This was followed by a kind of chirping sound and the accumulated laughter of 16 sweat hogs. Gabe's eyes flew open, and he found himself holding a cage containing two angry gerbils, one of which appeared to be staring him straight in the eye. I'm sorry, Gabe said to this staring gerbil. It is strictly forbidden for students to attend class in a naked condition, even furry and colored four inches one. <laughs> even furry sand colored four inches inch ones. <sighs> this is how come I'm late, teach, Epstein said. Last night my mother said Juanito. Juanito, either you go or you or the gerbils go. Cotter nodded. So you did the noble thing and sacrificed the animals? Tell us, why did your mother come down against your pets? Because <laughs> that's Horshack. Because Mr. Cotter, because Horshack croaked. It was probably getting hard to tell the gerbils from Epstein. Say, Juan, why didn't she just put a tag on you like they do with wild birds? How about I give you a split lip, Horshack, so you can talk out the both sides of your mouth at the same time? Epstein, Gabe said, diverting the anger to, uh, to other channels. Has your gerbil passed the Buchanan High Entrance exam yet? Huh? Juan asked. What entrance exam? Oh, Boom Boom Washington called out. They asked, they asked me if I wanted to go to school and somebody stuck me with a pin. So when I yelled, aye, aye, they said, congratulations, sailor, you're in. They did me better, Horshack complained. The doctor gave me a physical. He tells me to stick out my tongue and say, ah. Then he, went, then he wets a stamp on my tongue and mails my mother a letter of admission. You think... <laughs> gotta get the shoulders going. You think that they did you rotten? Barbarino interrupted. Listen, I'm walking along the street, free and happy. Along comes this short, tired postman. He says, I'll give you a quarter to deliver these letters for me. It was a small sack addressed to the school. So I delivered the letters. The second I'm through the door, the running backs, uh, three running backs from a permanently football, <laughs> three running backs from a penitentiary football team grabbed me. Aha, they yell. A man of letters and they throw me in the classroom. 
Now Bob Arena was on his feet, swept away by his tail. And that small postman was Mr. Woodman. The door flew open once more and Mr. Woodman bounded in and four inch in four inch bounds. You'll never prove that in a court of law, Barbarino, he roared. Mr. Woodman. <laughs> Mr. Wo I can never do Gabe anyway. I used to when I was younger, I think, because it's a higher, higher register. Not, like, I'm, like I'm imitating everyone perfectly. What am I doing? 20, 2337. What goes first? You're, you get blurry vision, right? Mm-hmm. Occulto. Uh, I think my glasses are dirty. Uh, Mr. Woodman, Carter said, you were listening at the keyhole? Who needed to? Barbarino could be heard 20 miles away in Minas... in Mineola. The assistant principal ignored that last remark and squinted at the cage Gabe still held. A clear-eyed gerbil glared back at him. One of your relatives, Carter? No, sir. We don't need any rats in the... We don't need... <laughs> we don't need any rats. We don't... Uh, I gotta listen. I gotta bring up YouTube and listen to that. We don't need any rats in the school. <laughs> Wait, how does God talk? Oi! Come on, my schmetzer. We don't need any rat. We don't need. We don't need any rats in the school. They're not gerbils. The rat. <laughs> <laughs> they're not rats they're gerbils Epstein muffled gerbils are cleaner less violent and practically as smart as, re as rats as a rat which is very smart <laughs> uh, if they're as smart as rats I could do Mr. Woodman even though it doesn't sound like it. if they're as smart as rats Mr. Woodman said we can't hold them back by making them sweat hogs. He started to the door. Get rid of them, he, sn he snapped. Why did you bring them? <laughs> now I'm like uh, him. You know, I'm more cowbell. Why did you bring them, Epstein? <laughs> Gabe asked when Mr. Woodman departed. My mother made me do it. She get out of the they got out of the cage last night and stole her stockings. What did they do at the nylon stockings? Orshak said. Ask, build a nest? No. <laughs> no, Boom Boom grunted as he rose and began stumble waltzing around the room. They put them on the they put them on and I can't fucking see. This is a hard listen. It's a hard talk. It's also a hard lift in 2637, I think. I gotta clean my glasses. Holy Christ. Ugh. I need new glasses. Yeah. Okay. These have uh, shellac on them. No. Boom Boom watching. <laughs> boom Boom uh, grunted as he rose 
and began stumble waltzing around the room. They put them on and went to, dan to a dance. Two sweat hog couples got up and joined the dancing. It is my intention, Carter said very softly, to deduct five points from the midterm marks of any anyone not seated by the time this sentence is come plea Ted. And with that, Ted, the class, was back in order. <laughs> and with that, Ted, from Complete Ed, the class was back in order. My mother won't let me keep the gerbils anymore, Epstein said. Like last year, she took away my mice and the, the year before pigeons. So I gave away all my gerbils, 27 of them, except for my two favorite, Geraldine and Bill. What do you have in mind for them? Carter asked as either Jerry or Bill sniffed his finger. I'll take them back as soon as the heat's off at my place. But in the meantime, I'm entrusting them to you. Entrusting? Carter corrected, thus momentarily missing. Oh, he said entrusting them to you. Entrusting. Carter corrected. I need, I need much larger type double space, by the way. This is, this is real. I don't even have paragraph breaks on this. 2830. Uh, I'm going to just have to go to the end, I think. Because I don't want to leave you hanging. Uh, Carter corrected the momentary missing the whole point, but one momentarily, but only momentarily. Me? No, I'm afraid that won't, that wouldn't work. Have a heart, Epstein entreated. My wife doesn't like gerbils. Your, wa your wife? <laughs> Barbarino roared. Jeez, what are you, Mr. Carter? A man or a mouse? teacher wiggled his nose like a sniffing rodent and said, Cheep, cheep. The class roared. You're, you're a brick, Mr. Carter. Epstein uh, hustled him. But, Gabe said, gerbils like hay and oats, but they'll, they'll eat sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds, corn, barley, and that sort of stuff. Hey? Oh, so I don't know who the fuck said that. Hey? Carter gasped. Well, we'll get you hay, Barbarino said. For hay's, for hay's a jolly good fellow, Horshack sang. The entire class joined in on the second line. For hay's a jolly good fellow. The door flew open again and Mr. Woodman busted in. Bustled in again. What's going on here? I, 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 Gabe began, holding up the cage. I've just become a father, and these two gerbils said, Screech? 3020. Okay, we gotta just. Looks like uh, from the pictures, a couple of pictures. Uh, the picture that I explained was the picture that was on the splash page of them all looking over the two gerbils in here and Epstein's pointing at them. And the next one, uh, Carter's uh, one hand is up in the air. Julie's two hands are up in the air. She's flying off the handle and the gerbils are just looking, uh, going squeak, I guess. And it says, your marriage is going down the tubes and you're, you are talking about career guidance.
Julie roared. I don't, so I don't know what that had to do with. Now Julie looks like she's in the living room. The sweat hogs came over to Mr. Carter's uh, house, I would expect, unannounced. This is going several pages. Uh, Carter's sort of like uh, almost covering his head, and uh, Julie's ready to throw this box, which maybe or may or may not have the gerbils in it. Out! Out! Out, Horshack, out, Bob Reno, out, Washington, out, Epstein, and out, Cotta. That's what it says in there. And then at the last one, uh, it looks like pigeons are on Carter's head, and he's hugging Julie, and it says, This is not a pigeon, Julie whispered. This is a Cotter's bird. So I don't know what that means. And then the next one, it looks like uh, Horseshack's getting thrown up in the air. I don't know when. That's probably for the next story. So, uh, here we go. 3149. Let's just wrap this up. Uh, oh, so, I don't know. He got pigeons, I guess. It's, then it's talking about pigeons. Um, then a crisis is over, Gabe said as he and Julie re-entered the apartment. Except for one small thing, Julie said, pointing at the bale of hay. Some small thing, Gabe said, which reminds me of my uncle, the cowboy. A Jewish cowboy? What's the matter, Gabe said, enfolding her in his arms. Jews can't be cowboys. Cows are kosher. The end. So that's that. I, my worst read ever? I think, maybe. I don't know. Back to me in the studio. that you've enjoyed tonight's reading of a Golden Book All-Star Book Classic. Welcome back, Kata. To own your own copy, send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Vinnie Barbarino, care of Mr. Woodman, James Buchanan High School, New York, New York, 1202120. The management would also like to apologize tonight's super secret surprise celebrity guest, Juan Epstein, cannot be on the show tonight. His mother sent me a note. For Wiggly and the entire cast of Wiggly's Book Club, I'm Wiggly. And remember, kids, rip. Reading is fundamental.